1: Welcome back to The Chosen Ones and Other Tropes, where I ask two published authors about their favourite tropes and the ones that make them want to cry.
0: Um, you know the Hunger Games? and Yeah, mm-hmm. I do know the, the Hunger Cap-
1: Games. I've heard of it. Yeah,
0: you do know. You know that little, <laughs> that
1: Essentially, what the Dursleys do to him is not parenting, it's child abuse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> 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 just,
2: uh, man's playing a G-nanny. It's
1: fine. It uh, <laughs> <You laughs> might be familiar <laughs> to you. <don't> you? <laughs> 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 It's not fun though, is it? <laughs> Tragic, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> it's <super> depressing. <laughs> it
2: isn't Neville, it's yeah, like, not, it's never going to be here. Neville. <laughs> awesome. She shouldn't have done that. Oh, okay. Nice. trying to make Neville happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Forced proximity, um, otherwise known as making two characters spend time together, whether they, li- whether they like it or not. Um, it's all about, for me, I think it's all about the fun ways in which the writer does this uh, because it's, it's weird. It feels weird for me to call this a trope. And I know what people are talking about when they say the trope, but like forced proximity is just that, what I just said, you know, a way to jam two characters together who wouldn't normally cross paths. The most extreme form of this, I don't know if you guys will agree or not, but uh, it's probably the only one bed trope Mm -hmm. because it doesn't get cozier than that. I mean, there's no more proximity than
2: (laughs) You said extreme, but cozy is better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extreme, maybe that was not the right word to describe (laughs) (laughs) it. Intense. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's throw this one over to Naomi. What do you think?
0: Uh, Yeah, I really like this trope. I think it's got scope because, like you were just saying, it can be like a number of different things. And when I first thought about it, I did think about the one bed thing. Um, but actually <laughs> diving into it, there are just so many different ways to force two people together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why you, um, it, I think we've talked before about some tropes of kind of recipes for books. And I think this mm. one fits into that category. Yeah. Um, so you can just like force two people together on desert island or they'll get, they get snowed in, you know, or it could be like a work scenario and they have to work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a buddy cop type movie, so I, as well, it's not always romantic. It's just just two people pushed together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I quite enjoy it. I think it's good. It's a good way of putting two characters, usually with a common goal, together.
1: It's um, yeah, you're right. It's very much a recipe, and there's the. I mean, the, I guess the variations of it are the in in sort of broad strokes is two people are put together for like a specific reason like they need to achieve something or or people have put them together Mm -hmm. or they're put together like because of a geographical restriction like being snowed in or i was thinking like the titanic is kind of this
0: yeah that's interesting yeah
1: even though the ship was massive nowhere to go (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's like they they can't really go and like they will cross paths and whereas out in the world they probably never would have crossed paths Mm. what do you think melissa
2: I like it. I like it for um, romance angle as well, like quite specifically. Mm -hmm. I think it's quite fun. I like, um, I know when it was the pandemic after lockdown, a few agents put some threads on Twitter about how they got a load of um, lockdown romance books. And I remember reading loads of articles about people like, oh, we met on a dating app and then they were going to do lockdown. So we did lockdown together in yeah. like somebody's flat and it's like the most intense dating experience of all time but it sounds quite fun like i would totally read that book it actually sounds quite interesting i don't know yeah. if enough time has passed in publishing see for it's, it's not yet.
0: for me i don't want to read that anything to do with that. <laughs> it's not been enough time no, yet. it's not over it
2: <laughs> <laughs> i've been forced into proximity with the pandemic for too long um no i really like it though i think it's um a fun way to get to really pull opposite opinions together and have some really good dialogue. I think it produces like some of the best dialogue because Mm -hmm. usually like one of my favorite false proximity in a way, I don't know if this massively falls in, but it'd be interesting what you guys think, but is um, any post-apocalyptic scenario where you have a survival team. So they're forced together because there's zombies or, you know, they have to get, they have a common goal, like Naomi Mm. was saying, like some sort of common goal. And I do find it quite interesting, people that would never be put together I was somebody that watched a lot of Big Brother. Uh, and I loved Big Brother. Yeah, Big I'm Brother. a huge Big Brother fan. I watched I every expecting. single season from when I was when I was about 11 and way too young to watch it. I wanted to bid. I bid on the Big Brother chair when they were sh- 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 <laughs> chairs. Oh,
0: I so absolutely funny.
2: loved it. It was my favorite. Charlie Brooker's like Dead Set, which was the Big Brother oh, yeah. Um, yeah. zombie. Oh god, that was my favorite TV show. I've wa- rewatched it like 60 times, and it has so many cameos from the Big Brother lot because Charlie Brooker was a Big Big Brother fan, and that is ultimate false proximity. So maybe that's where it comes from. But I love watching two people who should never ever have met having been forced to have a conversation just mm. my favorite thing I love yeah
1: it. there's i mean there's so much crossover with this and um a bunch of other tropes like yeah, opposites, attract, opposites attract um, yeah. enemies to lovers yeah it, obviously speaking in the romance spheres, but uh yeah i didn't think you were heading towards big brother there i thought you were heading towards <laughs> walking dead
2: <laughs> <Both>. i know that makes them, them together it's fine with dead set
1: <laughs> walking dead's a great example because it it's is like, yeah yeah these people would not necessarily have been friends
2: Yeah. And now they have to survive, like they have to rely on each other. So I do like that as an extreme. That's what I was thinking, extreme example. And then you said one bed trope and I was like, that's a cute example. That's not like a scary example.
1: (laughs) I just meant in terms of size. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get smaller than the bed.
2: <laughs> that's true. That's true. You are really false proximity.
0: Another one that does it really well is Red Dwarf, like what you were just saying. Like they're oh. surviving um, mm. four four characters who don't really like each other stuck on yeah, a spaceship. Spaceships
2: are really good yeah. at them actually, aren't they?
0: Because I was thinking of passengers as well, you know, of Chris Pratt yes. and Jennifer Lawrence. No, that's, that's, that's a really
1: problematic movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could talk about
1: that
0: another, another time. <laughs>
1: um uh, yeah the debate being whether he murdered her or not but um <laughs> yes spaceships 100 because um sunshine as well mm. that's because mm-hmm. they're like a team that are sent off to like go fix the the sun or whatever yep. yeah that's such an interesting little
0: like a sci-fi um, pocket like ex machina i'm thinking of as well yeah
1: and oh yeah, yeah, yeah really
0: forced proximity yeah i guess
1: he's not forced to be there in ex machina is he
0: Yeah, but he's
2: kept He is eventually, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is eventually. He doesn't think he's being forced to be there, but they kind of tricked him there, and then he's kind of... I like it, though, because it builds some really great um, relationships really fast, and I find, um, especially writing romance and also when you're writing sci-fi stuff, it gives you scenarios where you can make everybody have their place in the group very quickly as opposed to having to build a really long-winded relationship that would sometimes take years, months, weeks to build. But it yeah. has to be built quickly because they're in some sort of forced proximity. And forced is the optimal word there, right? So it's mm-hmm. either like a life or death situation or and then everybody has to fall in line and there's no wasted space in the book. And that's why I really like it.
1: Yeah, survival stuff's really interesting for that yeah. reason. Whether it's mm-hmm. like in a spaceship, they all have their job to do or um like I've been watching Yellow Jackets recently, yeah. which is like Lord of the Flies with teenage girls. But they very quickly, like you said, each of them sort of very quickly identifies the a skill that they either want to do for the group or like are very good at doing for the group and then they all mm-hmm. kind of identified and that's their role now within the group yeah. yeah so that's interesting i love it what do you guys think about beauty and the beast for
2: this? <laughs> <laughs> you mean kidnap <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Blackmail like show, yeah.
0: <laughs> to be fair
1: i could wait what's what even is his motive for kidnapping her
0: um, uh, he he has her father, and she says, "Take me instead of him." So he does. <laughs> I don't know what she
2: was going to do with that. He was going to do with the dad to be. Yeah, fair. what?
0: Yeah, just <laughs> now I think about but it. He he was ill and he was poor, wasn't he? So the daughter, so Belle wanted to rescue him. Yeah, yeah. Um... She was
2: selfless. so like, that's fair enough on Belle. But, yeah. Ooh, but the Beast generally, beast.
0: I think, just wanted misery loves company. Right? He just wanted someone <laughs> yeah, to the yeah.
1: <laughs> But then he didn't seem to want to spend time with her. So
0: yeah that was yeah he's he's very contrary isn't he, he did he Weird did want to spend time with her like because he was he was aware of the curse but he knew he like so he, he did want to spend time with her and he like made her come to dinner with him oh yeah uh, and he threw Eventually. three fits when she didn't come <laughs> yeah that's true what a nice guy he's lovely <laughs>
1: Kind of a weird one.
2: So the or Gaston, <laughs> hmm, <awesome>.
1: such choices.
2: <laughs> Everyone is forced to be there as well, aren't they? There are children yeah. that have been transformed in that oh, castle yeah. that are forced that's to be there. True. It is Everyone's dark.
0: Everyone's forced. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh. really dark. Yikes! No wonder there's so many retellings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um there's some like more classical literature which has this trope, but it leans really heavily into. We're kind of defining it, feeling out the edges of this trope here. Stuff like, um, I was thinking, Pride and Prejudice is usually my go-to because it seems to have a lot of tropes in it. Mm -hmm. But Pride and Prejudice, Elizabeth and Mister Darcy almost exclusively come across each other through um, social conventions, and like Mm -hmm. their interactions are often like based around sort of class-based events and things. Does that count?
0: Yeah, because. you have to dance together at these things yeah,
1: yeah 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 so you yeah.
0: have to talk to each other at some point so yeah there's maybe like little pockets of forced proximity
2: yeah i think societal I like forced that. proximity is definitely still a thing still makes their world quite small and they have to revolve around each other right
0: mhm
1: yeah and i guess bridgerton is then the same thing right Lo- lots of people are pushed together whether like because yeah. of their class and also because other people sometimes other people are like oh this would be a good match like the families should come together, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows each other. It's that small town mentality that Stephen King uses a lot in his horror, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. under the dome, for instance. It's always small town for some reason. Everyone there's awful and everyone has to stay there. <laughs> yeah. And he just comes up with a reason why. Like they're all being killed by a clown or there's a giant alien <laughs> dome. Like no one then, can leave and everyone hates each other and everyone voted for different political parties. <laughs> Go. And, and they're all in <laughs>
1: on it yeah as well like oh, weirdly yeah. they're all yeah. kind of in on it and they're like yeah it's just life i guess <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. that's like that uh the poirot death on the orient express that everyone's oh, kind of yeah. oh yeah forced into that aren't they like that's everyone's in one. it together forced on the train yeah
1: well but aren't they all there to spoilers for murder on the Orient express aren't they all there <laughs> to kill that one person uh
0: yeah but i, I they mean all it's still it, forced it, right? proximity right yeah. or like poirot's forced
1: Poirot, yeah, yeah Poirot Poirot is to be there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You gotta leave him in.
1: <laughs> oh no! You know what's even more forced is uh the the glass onion, the second Knives Out movie. Oh, yeah. oh, I
0: haven't seen that one. I've only seen the first one.
1: Actually, no. He goes willingly. No, he, he. You find out later he that he is there out of choice, isn't it? Don't you?
0: Is it as good as the fu- as the first one, the second one? I didn't think so. No, oh, most people agree it's
1: not. It's it's trying to make m- many more satirical comments about the world than right. the first yeah. one was. Yeah, the first one was just kind of a silly, yeah, detective show. Um, only one bed. I I, I don't mm. really think there's much to say about only one bed. Um, I usually mm. I usually don't have a problem with it because, um, I think if the characters choose to bear in mind the bed is usually in a room right yeah so if the characters choose to share it then there is presumably some subconscious within there that they are both or at least one of them is they're they're kind of comfortable with it like if they both choose to share it they're like even if they're like doing the stubborn thing where it's like huh well i'm not giving up the bed well i'm not either and then yeah yeah, yeah, it's like you're clearly both comfortable enough to be in the bed together like if not one of you would sleep on the floor or on a chair or something
0: did mm. you guys see the oc and um, where ryan and marissa have to share a bed? they wake up spooning it's so cute <laughs> <laughs> i think that's where my love for it comes from
1: uh, <laughs> i do i do love it
2: there's <laughs> one of the best Vampire Diaries not mentioned that in ages actually let's do that Vampire Diaries has a really good one bed situation where there's it's involved in a love triangle situation and they're searching for Stefan and it's the first kiss between Damon and Elena and he says I won't stay in the bed there's a grumpiness aspect and then mm-hmm. he lies down on the bed like pretending to, I don't know, read or something. I don't know if he <laughs> can read. And she um, like holds his hand and there's like all these like near brushes and near touches. And I think that's why mm-hmm. it's really good in romance because one bed trope does not work if it ends up in a really steamy erotic sex scene, I don't think. <laughs> I think it has to be like it's so close yet so far type like, one yeah. bed or else it just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like if if it ends in a very like erotic scene then it's 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 almost like wasted like yes you Mm. you wasted the tension
0: yeah it's more it's more to tease isn't it yeah 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 exactly so yeah i think it's fine
1: of course this trope is absolutely memed on in love actually (laughs) when colin goes over to the u.s and finds like a house of supermodels and they can't afford pajamas and they all Uh, sleep in the same bed Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's brilliant (laughs) that's so true really like the best part of that movie those, yeah, the, know, it
1: is. the writers were like, "Hey, let's take this trope and just do something dumb with it." <laughs> <laughs> don't know what was going on there. <laughs> um, we talked about it earlier, but platonically, this mm. is uh, this is obviously it's associated with romance, um, but by no means something that happens exclusively in romance. Um, like Naomi said, buddy cop movies are basically all this, yeah, because ah, uh, yeah, most of the comedy and character moments in those is derived from the fact that either one or both of them doesn't want to work with the other. Sometimes yeah. it is just one, which can be funny, where one of them's like really keen and the other one's sort of like, please leave me alone. You're annoying.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, I think it, it ties in really well with Grumpy and Sunshine as well.
1: Yeah. Grumpy and Sunshine. Yeah. 100%. Anything where that
0: opposites and like being forced together. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, And it yeah, can
0: yeah.
2: create good. So go back to The Walking Dead. They do that in that, obviously. So it opens with um, Rick is a sheriff and his partner is Shane. And then, of course, you find out later Shane is having an affair with his wife Mm -hmm. and they all have to live together in a little group during the zombie apocalypse. And it's very awkward and they still have to sort of be friends. But obviously they don't really want to be friends
1: that's false proximity yeah <laughs> that
2: is very false proximity. that's intense <laughs> that it's so not, cozy. <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> not cozy that is not cozy
1: um they don't necessarily have to be opposites though i thought a good example recently was um one of the mcu's tv series the falcon and the Wild- and the winter soldier
0: oh, okay i've not seen it that's a good idea so
1: that's it's bucky barnes and mm-hmm. um i've forgotten his name the falcon who's now yeah. captain america uh it like they really don't like each other but they are they're but they're forced to work it work together basically to kind of protect um the legacy of steve rogers who because who they both like very much admired loved and respected so mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting way to like bring two characters together but they're actually what well, i think what they realize is that they're actually very similar and they have very yeah. similar like attitudes and like there's a reason that steve was very good friends with both of them oh yeah yeah that does sound nice yeah, it is nice. It's an okay series. It's
0: very forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> it's not yeah, nice necessarily
1: is... bad, but...
0: <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's not It's great. fine. It's, fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's okay. It's
0: not the worst thing they've ever made. <laughs>
1: um, it happens also, I realize it happens in like, and this one flies a bit more under the radar. It happens loads in ensemble stuff, especially like adventure stuff, where maybe mm-hmm. the protagonist or like the team of protagonists needs the help of... Um, someone they don't like or perhaps or like a rival or like a just a straight up villain so um Pirates of the Caribbean I thought was a good one for this where yeah. first of all Will has to get Jack to come to help him and obviously at the beginning Williams very much like a by the book like he won't even um call uh, Kira Knightley's character by her first name because he's yeah. very, proper. yeah, that's so
0: true.
1: Uh, so he's like begrudging t- to help to to ask Jack Sparrow for help, and then later on, they literally like Norrington and the rest of the navy people actually like a, kind of drag Jack with them to show them where the hideout is or something. I think,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so
1: that happens quite a lot. They do it in Fast and the Furious as well with Jason Statham's character, who first appears as like a, a really intense villain and then later becomes like an antihero and then like basically a hero.
2: Yeah. I think putting people on some sort of (laughs) traveling vessel, I realize it sounds weird. (laughs) Stay with me. I was just thinking about what we're saying with sci-fi and with um, spaceships. And then Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the Caribbean, obviously they're literally on a ship. And then I was thinking about um, Orient Express and Bullet Train and Snowpiercer and they're all train shows. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's forced into a very confined space, which is always stressful anyway. So that already adds tension, which is very useful.
1: Mm-hmm. Maze Runner.
0: Yeah, yeah, that works.
2: Yeah, they are crammed yeah. into a space, and it's a survival situation again, right? So you very yeah. quickly get to how long is Thomas in that maze? It's hilarious if you count it up. I think he's there like three days, and suddenly he's the leader of everyone and crying over Chuck. Spoilers: <laughs> crying over Chuck, and it's just like, why is he being trusted with everything? <laughs> I'm slightly on Galley side when he was like, "Let's just kill this guy." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, who is he? Who does he think he is?" <laughs> Main character energy.
1: Speaking of YA, um, Hunger Games does this. No, I don't think necessarily with the districts. I think the districts are big enough that that's not really mm-hmm. considered forced proximity. But Katniss and Peter, once they, in quotes, won the first one, and they're forced to like present as like a... Yeah. Oh, no, it's even before they win the first one. When they're forced to present as if they are in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's like fake relationships and it's forced proximity because... At that point, Katniss is kind of like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Get away from me, Baker boy.
2: Gosh, The Hunger Games has it all. <laughs> the Hunger Games really does have it all. In the it best does, always yeah. Even has a train, as I was saying. <laughs> it does have a train. That they're forced into.
1: I mean, I don't think we can exclusively say any use of trains is forced no, proximity. <laughs> it's, forced no, it is
0: just trains, Jimmy. It, it is just, oh, just oh, yeah, okay. trains. Harry <laughs> just didn't want to be
2: t- near <laughs> that Dementor, yet the Dementor that came so into the carriage. The
1: Hogwarts oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Forced together. Yeah. A lot to answer for. <laughs> but it's okay, because chocolate helps.
1: TV shows do this a lot, especially long-running ones like sitcoms, um, because what what they'll do is they'll create a conflict between two characters and whether sometimes they resolve this in the same episode sometimes it'll be in later ones um but what they'll do is they'll create a conflict two characters will fall out usually because of miscommunication everyone's favorite (laughs) uh and then what they'll do is they'll trap them together like in a lift or they'll be stuck at the like airport waiting for some a taxi to pick them up or something like that or they'll mm-hmm. have to share a taxi and they'll and then that and then through that they'll talk it out and resolve their issues i think there was mm-hmm. a uh, episode of friends that was a really good example of this where ross and rachel had a huge argument about how rachel was always yes. late and then they get locked in monica's room
0: yeah others are locked in the room listening
1: and then they had to have a heart-to-heart and talk about it and then they they kind of like figure it out and mm. and, and then they get out it's 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 an easy um it's an easy catch for like a, a an ongoing sitcom where they're like, What should we do this but that Oh, let's have them fall out, but we don't want this to <laughs> be an ongoing thing, it's gonna be annoying yeah. for us as writers. So it's great to just...
2: fast forward yeah, whole right. relationship elements. It's great. You can just completely fast forward relationships, arguments yeah, so because you're forced together and you have to work together usually to get out of the situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Or just so talk like as opposed to sitting in silence for like yeah, hours. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. And then there's another super popular variant is the um, rivals. And like this this can happen uh, in like academic settings. It's very popular, but also like work settings, like in the hating game where there are two people who obviously don't like each other or don't want to associate with uh, each other are like forced to work on something together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's used romantically and platonically i think it's really popular in uh, ac- like ac- the academia romance or like dark, a- yeah. a- dark academia is it dark oh academia.
2: yes being forced to be project partners and in every like you know after school special type television show like saved by the bell mm-hmm. or hit like any hillary duff show they always have <laughs> a thing where they're like oh no he's my lab partner oh and he's yeah. awful or something
1: <laughs> on um Bella and Edwards, lab partners. Uh, yes. Yeah,
2: and he hates her. <laughs> and for some reason he has to, he's like, oh no, it's so terrible that my secret's going to be exposed. Well, best keep going to biology class for the 70th time. I'm like, dude, just don't go to school. I What's wrong don't with you? don't
0: go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not that hard. Why are you if so I do go, this? I guess I'll just stare at her throughout the whole <laughs> lesson. <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with that guy <laughs> no yeah several things <laughs> yeah but he
1: acknowledges it so it's okay
0: <laughs> uh, does it anyway
1: <laughs> here's one that i was thinking and i don't think i don't think this is like people see this as this but i was like i think there's an argument here so i'll see what you guys think mm. harry potter i always had the sense th- through the most of the sort of first few books slash films Mm-hmm. that Ron and Hermione really didn't like each other. And it's only their friendship with Harry yeah. that makes that them, them spend any time together.
0: Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that.
2: And they were forced together on the train when Hermione <laughs> didn't have anywhere else to sit. So I'm just saying that that's where it started. And this is the true
1: secret to writing
0: this Honestly, train. if it doesn't have a train, is it even forced proximity? Is it even forced proximity? It's a really good point.
1: I don't even, I still don't, believe, after thinking about that, I was like, I still don't really, it's such a weird relationship to have ended up with.
2: In Harry Potter, not yeah. the train.
1: <laughs> the train, yeah, yeah, the train. The train's the main character. you trolling him it? now. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but J, uh, J.K. Rowling said afterwards she shouldn't have done that, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, she said she, she said Harry and Hermione should have ended up together. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't know about that either. Personally, I don't, I don't mind, uh, like... I think it's nice because if Harry and Hermione got together, one's a total third wheel, mm. and it's like I mean, it's everyone nice knows fringe. it should have been
1: Hermione and Malfoy. Uh, it absolutely, yeah, should the have ultimate been. character arc for Malfoy. I mean,
0: as imagine every the
2: babies fan fiction as foretold. Oh, speaking of fan fiction, what about uh, in Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> Um, in the contract he makes uh, bella i mean anastasia sign um it says that she has to live in his flat he's like yeah oh, you have to stay in this yeah. bedroom and, and it, i have a key for the room and stuff Jesus. and she's like i don't want to live here i want to live on my own and he's like well don't don't do it then and she's like fine i won't and that's what the whole thing is but yeah one of the things is she has to live there
1: She's and she he, get, he gets into no. the
0: lift with her and he stops the lift. He does an emergency mm-hmm. stop, trapping her in there with him.
1: Yeah. And force then they proximity. do stuff. I think that's more than forced proximity, guys.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so that's something me. else. It's
1: kind of force illegal, I
0: something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yikes. I guess uh, that's yeah. like failed force, forced proximity because she's like, no. So problematic.
0: Yeah. Gross. Yeah, yeah no, on. she loves it. Speaking, okay, so
1: this is a great segue into the problematic area of this. And we, mm. there's Days. we already touched on Beauty and the Beast, which definitely has problematic elements. But a while ago, there was a book, which was also made into a Netflix movie called 365 Days, where, mm. and it's about a math, I think he's a mafia boss. Um, he kidnaps a woman and essentially mm. keeps her hostage. Until, oh yes, I've seen this. He basically says like, you're going to stay here for 365 days so you have time to fall in love with me. So he basically yes. kidnaps wow. her until the Stockholm Syndrome kicks in.
0: Wow. Yes.
2: Yeah, and he calls her baby girl a lot. It's very <sighs> weird. They speak in English because they speak two different languages. So they're like shared languages English, which is interesting in terms
1: of commercialization <laughs> of <the> interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, this is a book. by Yeah, yeah. By yeah. Book,
1: book and Netflix picked it up, yeah.
0: No, no, I mean, it's a, it's oh. a YA book as well. Um, oh, About this girl who, who gets kidnapped in an airport uh, by this Australian guy. And he takes oh. her to um, an outback, the out, off, outback in Australia, and basically k- keeps her on like a ranch and makes her fall in love with him. It's really, Aww. really weird. Um, How romantic. Yeah, but he's really good looking, so it's okay. Oh, okay, oh, <laughs> That's fine. Good, I'm on yeah. board now.
1: So is the guy in, in the movie, so it's fine. It's yeah, true, the guy, the guy in handsome. the
2: movie. But, but girl. Yeah, the guy in the movie is also... Oh, but God, like, it's, it's a very strange film.
1: This sort of forced proximity is psychotic. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's more in line with what we were talking about on the last episode, Stalking is Romance, but, like, to a hyper-extreme, insane level.
2: Yeah, it is it and also people get like because of those sorts of films where it's um very heavily so similar like in 50 shades of gray where people are forced into um like questionable illegal things there's always this really dramatic part as well where somebody always gets hurt and they get hurt because of the forced proximity yeah so in 365 days uh spoilers um the main girl gets shot because she gets confused as being part of this mafia and he has an identical twin that's also evil it is madness yes spoilers uh but it's like three (laughs) films or something so it's a bit it's a bit mad i have seen them and it is absolutely bonkers but yeah she gets really hurt and also what's really creepy in those the same with anastasia Steele, is she is very anti- being with this person like she she screams and tries to escape in 365
1: i mean he's literally kidnapped her yeah Yeah. she she
2: is very much kidnapped it's awful it is really awful it's
1: really spicy isn't it
2: it is really spicy yeah doesn't he like um,
1: make her watch him do various spicy things
2: yeah that is something he ties her up and she thinks they're gonna have maybe a sexy time and for some reason is up for it kind of and then he's like no no you're gonna watch me with somebody else I know. Um, oh, I just can't. It's, it's a lot. And then she's also, in a way, trapped in terms of fox proximity because there's a bit where she, she thinks she's pregnant and oh. then she thinks she sees him having sex with somebody else, but actually it was his identical twin, of course, that she didn't know about. Miscommunication.
1: Miscommunication. <laughs> it's bad enough. We don't need to throw that in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's a lot. There is a that lot of entrapment. Like- an absolute dumpster fire of a movie. It like got terrifying. a lot of backlash it, when it came out. I bet, yeah. yeah. But
1: they made a sequel, right?
0: They did. <laughs> so yeah, it must they have did. done it. It's mm-hmm. Unreal. Because
1: <laughs> loads of people it's, watched
0: it. It's so scary how how bad people like that have massive fan bases. Like Pen <laughs> Pen Badgley, whatever his name is, he plays Joe Goldberg. You know? Yes. I think we talked about. No, he
2: was a good time, person. Right? Pen Badgley's a good person.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not. Oh
0: yeah, he is. Yeah. But it's like. Pen seems great. I'm just saying he has to tell people all the time Joe Goldberg is not a good person yeah. he does yeah yeah and, it's and
1: speaking quite of this is basically Joe Goldberg like Joe Goldberg mm-hmm. forced proximity yeah he kidnaps people and puts them in a glass box yeah and then he <laughs> sometimes he's kind of like oh no but you love me and, and I love you and and it's like I mean, what Christina are you doing
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and he's always in people's personal space and that's the way it's shot as well and everything So it's quite yeah, well directed yeah, yeah. is he's always in he has special boxes full of people's like personal items he breaks into people's apartments and he Mm -hmm. makes sure he's always in their space always up in their face and if they don't like that he locks them in his glass box exactly he's definitely in their space (laughs) so (sighs) weird
1: but this is a show obviously we we talked about this a lot on on a few episodes i think but this is a show which is like presents him as a villain as a bad person like it's Mm -hmm. all very deliberate and calculated Mm -hmm which is why I think it's fine in that show. But in 365 days, it's not okay.
2: No, no. There's no real reason. So I, I did watch it and there is no real reason when she switches to liking him. It's very random and very sudden when she yeah. goes from really frightened of him, like genuinely terrified. And there's paintings of her up in his house because he thinks he's dreamt about her and she's really scared, which she would be. She's like, oh my God, I have to get out of here. And then just really suddenly having sex with him. <laughs> Like, uh, you know what? He is pretty fit and he is super rich. So,
1: it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so dumb. <laughs> and then obviously there's the staying on the sort of kidnapping trend. Mm. There's like we mentioned earlier, there's obviously the Disney kids version of this, which is Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> yeah.
0: Oh, do you think it's Sad. a retelling? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously.
1: Oh my god, 365 days is actually Beauty and the Beast fanfic.
0: It's just a spicy retelling. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It's the fifty shades of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh no. Please.
2: Get me out. Where's the agenda?
1: <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> um But I I did think this was an interesting trend. So I did, I did a little, I did a little bit more research into like, because obviously that these are extreme, we're talking about full kidnapping. Yeah, Yeah. And then I was like, well, what happens if there's like less overtly terrifying ones which are actually similar sort of, um, forced proximity posed as romantic, but it's actually something's like a bit off about it. And I thought Shadow and Bone kind of does this. Um, where the uh, the Darkling at yes. one point tries to keep Alina hostage whilst there is yes. like a romantic thing going on between them.
2: Yes, stops her letters and things.
1: Yeah, exactly. That yeah. that does play out pretty quickly. Uh, how you would hope and expect it does, though. So it, it doesn't mm-hmm. linger, but it's uh, it's and, and like like we said before, he's called the Darkling. I mean, you're <laughs> fooling yourself if you think he's the hero of this time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You don't expect good things, do you? That's no. no. Exactly. That's why we like him, Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, passengers then, like what we said before, yep. that definitely qualifies. That's Yeah, yeah. 100%. He, he basically kills her and she's okay with it. Like, And what?
2: they're the only people alive for their whole lives, because spoilers. It's not Isn't that way. how it finishes up? Is that everyone wakes up and there's a yeah. letter like, Dear people from 70 years ago, we grew yeah. up and grew old with these farm animals. <laughs> oh Imagine my just God. Made the spaceship their home, grown trees and shit. Like, yeah, it's right. pretty horrifying actually. Like, where are their bodies? That yeah
1: the animals (laughs) like them uh you know what the worst part of that is that he literally flicks through it's the bit when he's flick he flicks through basically the list of all the people that are frozen and yes he goes
2: on tinder doesn't he? yeah he literally picks picks who he thinks is the the most most attractive attractive. person yeah that's it it's not good so gross (laughs) no (laughs)
1: yeah i don't know how like there's a quick rewrite but it kind of ruins most of the tension of that movie like the rewrite is just that they both accidentally both like accidentally wake, wake up because yeah. he, yeah. he wakes up by mistake, right? Yeah, yeah, There's but no getting out of the fact that he woke her up.
0: No, 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 no. I, I don't think that's the rewrite, right? You know, he figures out a way to put her back to sleep and she that's chooses not to. That's what I was to. thinking. That would be the point where she either would she say chooses yes, not to, or they end it where
2: they find a way to go back to sleep and then wake yeah. up with everyone else and they maybe know things about the ship that nobody else knows. Or yeah, it yeah. was a good thing they woke up because they, they go could back fix to sleep together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah that would be or anything would be better really
1: (laughs) or how about this take the it it plays the same for the first like two thirds Mm -hmm. and then it turns out that it's actually a horror movie and he's the villain (gasps) Uh, (laughs) yes well
0: he is kind of a villain and oh my god and then he's not
1: and then it ends with her killing him Yes, and then it's her marrying
0: really...
1: the robot. <laughs> no, 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 then it's her really bored for for a bit on the ship, and then she goes and sh- and it ends with oh, her flicking through the thing. Oh, she picks
0: someone. Oh, uh, that really would be a thriller, like ending. a
2: mirror. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, yeah. that is the Black Mirror episode of Passengers. Yeah,
1: uh, we fixed it. Amazing, we're yeah, like, yay, we fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, I was tra- I was trying to talk about lighter ones. Than okay. That was a good one though. Um, I also had her. And I'm sorry to do it to you, Melissa. Oh, no. This is what, <laughs> this is the proposal.
2: Uh, uh, oh, yeah. No, it is a proposal. No, I <laughs> yeah, agree. <laughs>
1: she absolutely is like, you have to come with me and pretend to yeah. marry me, otherwise, you're getting fired.
2: Yeah. The fake dating falls into this quite a yeah. lot, surely. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: but I yeah, don't think, yeah, yeah. I don't. Think but it's not that forced, right? She's... They're choosing fake dating a lot of the time, not in the proposal. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, The he, proposal he is. Is is forced proximity as well? Because more so, because they're on an island in the middle of the Alaska, yeah, Alaska, right? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They get stranded um, together.
0: But yeah, I think I think he chooses it to a degree.
2: To to a degree. I wish someone would force me to be married to uh, Sandra Bullock.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. If I
1: must,
2: <laughs> I volunteer his <as> tribute, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it, he's forced to. I mean, the choice is that it's either that or he loses his job, right? And doesn't she? Yeah.
2: Does, there she, no does
1: she threaten to like blacklist him?
2: Yeah, uh, she okay, she yeah, really yeah. lays it on thick because she's desperate. Yeah, so she's she lays it to on get deported.
0: Really
2: yeah, yeah, it's really, really bad. So she's like, I protect myself before you know, hoes yeah.
0: before bros. That's her entire. But she does the right thing in the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess we're. I guess by the end we're supposed You're to reflect like, yeah, on whatever. her, and well, I guess you can argue like, yeah, she just said that because <laughs> she was panicked, and she actually never would have done any of that.
0: That's she true, just was, yeah, can, she, uh, I guess. She fell in love with him properly and did the right thing, and then she yeah, got him anyway. Fine. And that's the moral of the story.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, the moral of the story <laughs> is as long as you fall asshole, in love, it's fine.
0: <laughs> it's okay if you fall in love <laughs> along the way.
1: If you kidnap someone, and they fall in love <laughs> you within 365 days. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as long as it's within that time period and no one finds out. She does this a lot, Sandra Bullock, doesn't she? Their Lost City with Channing Tatum is Force <gasps> I
0: want to watch that so bad.
2: It's amazing. The uh, with me. And they end up on a, an is island it together. He,
1: doesn't, he, he comes after her.
2: He, oh, comes her, he comes after her, but then they're both the trapped when they, get, when they get lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: they are trapped when they get lost. And then they
2: nearly get, there's a whole thing where they talk about the couple that are trapped in the, I don't want to spoil it for Naomi, but no, there's a couple trapped in a Naomi. temple from like hundreds of years ago. And they were kind of like <laughs> trapped together and they have to make a choice whether to stay trapped.
1: Or it's not really life. a movie that's like spoilery. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think i know what i'm gonna to get too far, Yeah, yeah daniel, it's exactly kidnapping. what
1: you think and it's the worst yep. portrayal of publishing you'll ever see in your life
0: uh, yeah. is, it, is it not life. like is it not a rehash of romancing the stone from like the 80s I it's similar with michael what's his face
1: with daniel radcliffe daniel, radcliffe, yeah, <laughs> daniel radcliffe's <laughs> excellent in it as he is in yeah. everything
0: yeah
2: and there's a lot of kidnap and that's false proximity he knocks them out the forces him to come to his island.
1: Yeah, and work for him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Michael Michael Douglas, that's his name, isn't
1: it? Yes. The fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. 1984, that movie was. Whew. Wasn't even Spicy. born yet. <laughs> yeah. So young.
1: Yeah. So fresh. And now he's an <laughs> Ant Man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think there's a consensus with the. Well, the hating game is obviously forced proximity. They, they don't like each other. They're from like. It's when the companies merge, and she, they're from. She's from the old company, and he's from right. the new corporate company. And they, for some reason, someone thought, oh, we'll put their desks opposite each other." There's no one else here; just these two desks with these two people that hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's, I've seen a lot of stuff online where people talk about. There's a scene where they have where they have to share a hotel room, and people think it's problematic uh, because he he does he he like says a few things which is a bit controlling and manipulative. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, any, like with all these tropes, anyone can be part of this trope and be controlling mean, if It's not necessarily the trope itself that, um, yeah. causes that. I mean, if you're going to kidnap someone, it doesn't matter if it's yeah. false. Progress. You could kidnap someone and not be near them. It's still bad.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the, the ones we could think of were kidnap, and sometimes Stockholm syndrome.
1: <laughs> well, or both. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> So essentially what we're saying and talking about, you know, a lot of kidnap stuff that I think the, the biggest danger with this um, mm. as a writer, when you're kind of, if you're thinking about doing something like this is um, power imbalance. Mm-hmm. So obviously if one character is kidnapping another character, the yeah, power imbalance so is like dramatic. Um, and I think yeah. the best iterations of this is when the characters are on relatively equal footing. So that doesn't mean they have to be in exactly the same boat, but, but um but train. The, sorry the same train yeah that's my yeah. bad uh, <laughs> but if like if one of them has one secret then the other one would maybe have a different secret so like you as a reader yeah. would be like okay there there is they're not in perfect balance but they they both have something which is theirs that that you know there's not an imbalance in the in the thing and on a similar trend yeah. it's like agent it's agency so in 365 days or, or any of the stuff we've talked about where someone gets captured, uh, mm-hmm. or kidnapped the, the power imbalance is so big because one character just doesn't have any agency. Like they didn't choose to be there. They, they can't go anywhere from there. Like Belle is literally like kept in a cage for a while, um, in beauty and the beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, no, and, and I think writing as a whole, if you have a character that doesn't have agency, it's just not really going to be an interesting character
2: yeah no i agree and i think that's what we were talking about with the best ones make the story like propel the story forward Mm -hmm. i think all the best tropes propel the story forward as long as you're using it in order to make sure the characters have agency yeah if they're balanced but both seeking the same thing then they can have agency and great dialogue and it builds a relationship at the same time it just seems like such a slam dunk from a storytelling perspective if you do it well
1: basically just don't kidnap people
0: It'd be nice if we stopped kidnapping people. Just, <laughs> just while we're on the kidnapping thing, that book I was talking about, about the Australian kidnapper, it, yeah, it's a book called Stolen by Lucy Christopher. Um, but yeah, oh, it's basically cool. about being kidnapped. But it's like um, a, a character study into someone who's not, who is obviously mentally unstable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like, uh, it's like, like Joe like, and you. Yeah, it's not presented as this is a great guy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. can
0: work as well, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah
1: the i think there's also a softer version of of the like it's not kidnapping but it's it's sort of adjacent but in like a slightly better way is there's definitely a trend in romance stories where there's like a like a government agent or like a bodyguard or something who is assigned to a person and sometimes they'll have to like take that person underground like to protect them and it's like part of their job but then that's also like forced proximity
0: do you yeah. know what does that really well and it's not the a romantic bodyguard. movie well yeah the bodyguard, <laughs> <laughs> but extraction with chris hemsworth oh yeah and he's the bodyguard for a young boy and it's mm-hmm. obviously not romantic but it's just it's really good forced proximity in in something that isn't romantic and it's always nice to have yeah, that yeah there is a
2: nice parentally bodyguard trope there isn't there like in yeah the i think so. walking dead video games with lee and clementine and Lee is like forced to look after Clementine because there's a something bad going on and she kind of saves his life, but she's a child and he's never had children. Yeah. And I think there's a nice parental thing going on with false, false proximity as well. Again, it just sort of fast forwards being a parent, say. For yeah. It's just, yeah. It's good. It's quick, it gets to the point.
1: The Last of Us.
0: Yeah, of the last exactly. Of yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, that's a that's a great example of it. Um, yeah. They set off that there's like a specific reason that they're together. They don't want to be together. Yeah then they, they bond on the journey. I think yeah. that's also, I, I don't want to say it's necessary, but it feels like a lot of these stories that we're talking about, the resolution is that the, they start off not liking each other and they do bond and are, are friendly by the end.
2: Yeah, and I think they, they mm-hmm. learn from each other usually. They sort of, that's with the, it, group yeah. of the Sunshine thing, it's that calming each other down, bringing a balance to each other. yeah. And then that's why they're usually friendly by the end or in a romance, obviously, if it's not children, obviously
1: (laughs) (laughs) repeat. And and a lot of the time it's the, the character arc of one or both of the characters is that they needed the other person to like, they needed Mm -hmm. the thing that they didn't want to actually kind of, um reach the end of their their journey like in yeah art, it feels a I bit guess. like fate
2: in that way i guess doesn't it which is yeah. quite nice from a romance perspective it feels like oh if they'd never met each other it wouldn't have worked out but they never would have made each other if it wasn't for this thing that's happening
1: yeah, yeah. i agree anything else to add
0: no that's it that's yeah it like that.
1: Thanks for putting up with our nonsense for another episode. To stay tuned to everything we're up to, you can follow the podcast on all socials at The Chosen Tropes. Follow Melissa at Meliver, Naomi at Naomi G. Wrights, and Jamie at Jamie X. Greenwood. Don't forget to check out Naomi and Melissa's books, as well as the Right and Wrong podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next trope.